0: I don't like how you point at me anymore. Well, you don't want the salute. <laughs> you don't want the The salute's gun. just weird. You're going for like a John Cena thing that I'm not really ready for. That I'm ready for because I can't see you. <laughs> But But the, the finger point, like, come on.
1: This is this is a fifty-fifty venture. Okay, fair enough. But at the same time, what do you want from me? I was gonna say I want you to die
0: and then try and screw that. In, but <laughs> I don't, don't want to say that at all. <laughs> I don't I'm not gonna say that. I would've <laughs> laughed. I,
1: would've I know laughed. you
0: would have, but I don't want that at wax. I don't want that to someone to be like, yo, you remember when you told Coke to die? I'm like,
1: I would I would take that that sound bite like, and just <laughs> play it for you all the time. And then we're gonna do a fight or something. I'd be like, me. That would be the the
0: new Panama hat theme song. I want you to die.
1: Yes. Death? Yes, Death again? R- right in time for the holidays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> back, back. back at it again like we never left. <laughs> Coke and dank, dank and Coke. We are the... Lethal Weapons. Hey, dang. Hey, coke.
1: What's a sheep's favorite Christmas song? What is a sheep's favorite Christmas song? Fleece Navidad.
0: Dad <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> Has no relation to anything we're talking about. But no, good. but it's Christmas. It's
0: pretty
1: now it's, it's Christmas.
0: Is. Now yeah. it is. Now when, when we you. record this.
1: No. Well, so not is. when it, not when this drops either. It drops but three days before Christmas, but.
0: That still counts. We could push. You could. You can drop this on a Sunday. On Christmas, on the actual Christmas day.
1: No, well, we did that for Halloween. Yeah, but for... didn't, didn't,
0: we... ha- didn't Halloween like
1: land on a weekday? Oh, it was like a, a Sunday. Wasn't it or a Monday? It was it Sunday or Monday? You asked me both. Time. I don't know. That was two months ago. What do I? <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think I am? Huh? A calendar. Somebody with memory. No, a I don't.
0: Calendar know. man. That's what I think you are.
1: I'm too sleep-deprived to have a good memory.
0: Hey, I join you in that uh, small pool of people, unless our listeners are also sleep-deprived. Thanks for pushing play (laughs) instead of giving yourself the more necessary rest that you need. We are back with an old gem. It took us a couple years to get back to 12 death days, but
1: here we are. Yeah, we did this originally, like, two years ago, the first one. And then we're like, yeah, we're going to do this every Christmas. And then last Christmas, bombshell hit, so we didn't. (laughs) Yeah, you know. We didn't do it, but so we saved, we hung on to it. I had read one of my six comics (laughs) back then, so I read the other five. Um, And what this is, is we're just, I was going to say, we're celebrating death (laughs) in comics.
0: In comics, yeah. If you finish the line, it makes more sense because death in comics is kind of a hand in hand force. And when done right, it's some of like the best writing and reading and kind of
1: storytelling you can see. Well, our most our most listened to episode is "Death of Superman,"
0: which is a great book. Right until they decide to bring him back. No, yeah. spo- spoiler alert! I think all everyone on this list does inevitably come back to life. But yeah, but so, <laughs> some wait a little bit longer, right? Some that's like, comics for you. Well, you know, nobody stays dead.
1: But yeah, you've got six. I've got six. So twelve, and we just we cover the single issues. Of these 12 characters' deaths. But some of them need a bit of... Backstory. Backstory. So there's Massage, a, you're going to get... Yeah. A, you, for some of them, you're just going to get the one issue and we're going to laugh about it or talk about it. Others, you're going to get a bit more, more meat. <laughs> <laughs> there's some meat in, in these books. There is some new meat. No soft cheese. All right. Let's get it started. We're going to go back and forth.
0: You don't have any soft cheeses? These are all new meats, right? These I are pretty good deaths. My, my list is pretty good deaths. Ah oh, no! I have one uh, soft cheese. I take that back. My first one is soft cheese. I
1: take that back. no. There's no. There's some soft cheese. Let's not. Let's not get it twisted here. There's some soft cheese. Um. All right. We'll start with the first one. I'll go first. We're talking about our boy Shredder from the go. turtles. Now I've read uh, comics where he's died twice, but for this exercise, for this what we're doing here, we're going to talk about. His first one, which was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, the Mirage Comics. Oh, look at that! <clears throat> Remember, he died in the first issue, back in 1984.
0: Yeah, they were not planning ahead with this
1: one. No, they just wrote that big book. They drew. Well, Mirage was a makeup was a was a made up studio, right? That's that's what's so cool about uh, Laird Niesman is that they made this fake studio name just so they can get this this passion project out. Right? They're like, all right, let's just do one big one. They made a, they made a like a mega sized issue, and then at the end of it, they killed they killed shredder off they wanted the they and the turtles like challenge him to a fight on the rooftop and then they fight him on the rooftop and kill him just like in the movie right except for the trash compactor uh they throw him into but he comes i made eventually. a funny yeah i made a funny yeah so we know how that happens right where they they get it's like i said they stop a drug deal they challenge him to a duel they fight it out he dies End of issue one. What's interesting, though, is if you go further than that, he comes back to life through magical worms, only to be decapitated again by Leo.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's interesting, the fact that uh, Eastman That's and Laird funny. were like, uh, let's let's do worms. I think yeah. there's a report talking about they were just reading about how like actual worms can retain the DNA of things they eat.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: They, ended, they ended up putting it in the book. And I was like, yeah. all right.
1: And then he comes back and Leo... Decapitates him like <laughs> no, you you still got him, bro. Uh, it was funny though because he was in charge of running the the North American branch of the Foot Clan, and when he was beat by the turtles, he refused to perform seppuku, which was which is basically suicide, right? He tries to blow him up with a grenade, but kills himself when Donnie hits it back at him. He falls off the roof. So well, <laughs> actually, it, it worked. I like the idea that he's he, that he's supposed to perform this this I don't really, I don't want really to call it ritual, but this he's supposed to perform seppuku. As he's dead, right? as like as a as a ninja, or whatever he's like, "No, I didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> right. Just to prove how bad of a guy he is. now I'm not, I don't know. follow the rules. I'm gonna kill you with a grenade because every ninja has a grenade on him, right? So that was cool. So it really illustrates how bad of a guy he is, but it's funny to look back after this all this legacy, how he was actually supposed to die or did die in the very first <laughs> issue. <And> he's <laughs> the main villain going through, right? That's number one.
0: And that brings me to my number one, which That's is Transformers, More Than Meets the Eye, issue number 24.
1: This is the same year, 84? It is, right? Uh, I mean, no, actually, it's issue 24. It probably started in 84, so it's probably... Yeah, Like a I'm a, a, it says uh, January
0: 1987, 80- 87, so it's 87, been a little bit. Uh, yeah. Writers Bob Budansky and penciler Don Perlin. Um So, Optimus and... Megatron are both fighting for this new type of power called the hydrothermocelyn, and an exists in kind of this, I wanna say a power plant. So the meat puppet for this issue, because you know every Transformers book always has some sort of human who has to either help out or get in the way. They're usually used as a plot device. So we have Ethan uh, Zachary as the programmer, and he's coding to like make this power source easy and accessible. Obviously, Megatron shows up with his big bads, and he's like, "No, we want the power. We're coming in." And again, like Megatron in all his amazing form, he has this. Is also, the first appearance of the Combaticons, and I love that. Batacons. Yeah, Transformers just finds another way to introduce a toy and another toy and another <laughs> toy.
1: They were really just like a toy factory. I just... Yes. Well, the TV series
0: was basically one long commercial for kids. So yeah, with a loose story around it like oh no there's two opposing forces that come and fight and no difference in this issue they show up to fight but again i've never really bent my brain around megatron as a tiny gun and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. transforming it to a large uh giant sized robot he shows up with his six and then optimus shows up with his six um and initially optimus tries to like Front on them and show them like, hey, like it's just you, Megatron. You ain't got no backing. Like I have six boys here, and Megatron's like, oh no, no, I got, I got backing. And six show up, like his five kind of appear out of nowhere, and then Optimus like last again. He's like, oh yeah, but my five can do this, and then they turn into a giant Zord, which is called Defensor, and they make up of Hotspot, Streetwise, First Aid, Blade, Groove, and Defensor. And I think this is at the point where they started to run out of, like, cool names. Because one of the... <laughs>
1: Defensor. Yeah. That,
0: that's the name of the big dude. But, uh, like, First Aid is one of them. Blades is another. It's like Groove. It's like, we're just looking at a dictionary now. <laughs> yeah, this... What's
1: a G word?
0: Groove. All right. That's the one. <laughs> that's... He's in. Cool. And oh, no, the no. Combaticons uh, form Bruticus, <laughs> which is Onslaught, <laughs> Swindle, Blastoff, Vortex, Brawl. And they all form one and they're about to like head it off, right? With Optimus and Megatron in kind of the foreground being like, go with these giant, like big Zord towers about to crush. And then one of them notices that, again, Ethan's running around. He's like, wait, like you can't do this here. Like if you fight, you're going to destroy all this energy that you're trying to save. Yeah. So they pick him up and he's like, they're about to fight. And uh, I think Megatron's using him as like a ploy, like he's going to squish him. And Optimus is like, well, don't do that. I like this. He's my human. And Ethan's like, no, no, I have an idea. Instead of you guys fighting hand to hand, I can uh, plug in VR systems so you can play online in a video game. And that's how you can determine who, who wins. So they all agree to that. They go inside of, <laughs> I guess, the room. They can all fit in this like giant room with a giant...
1: Like a danger room type thing?
0: Pretty much, right? With a big screen on it. He plugs in the VR game. And they start playing the VR game. Optimus wins, but technically he doesn't because he cheated. But Megatron, right? That's the that's supposed to be the big swerve. But Megatron doesn't really know that. It's Optimus's like uh forthright and nobility that he admits it after. Like all of his team is like celebrating. It's like, yeah, Optimus, we won. We can get out of here. It's sweet. He's like, no, no, stop celebrating. <laughs> I've cheated. I have lost. Pull the trigger. And so Ethan literally pulls this like little joystick button and it fries optimus brain (laughs) and he He falls down and he dies and And megatron's like we won (laughs) and they zoom off and that's
1: basically the book (laughs) how did he how did he cheat i don't understand how did he cheat
0: (laughs) he went left when you're supposed to go right and like somehow he confused one of the opposite like uh, avatars to do something that you weren't supposed to do
1: and that just sounds like, like that just sounds like strategy to me. Or like, I, I didn't
0: easy. think it was like a big cheat, but like yeah. apparently, Optimus thought he was so noble enough to admit that and not kind of learn about game logic, where like GTA rules, like if if you can punch a hooker, punch a hooker. You can steal yeah, a car, yeah, yeah. steal a car. A thing. Yeah. Um, but Megatron laughs. He says, "We win the day," um, and they drive off to the next
1: <laughs> issue.
0: <laughs> There's this big game over, and like his yeah, that's, body that's... exploding, and boom, and I laugh. That's the cover
1: image for this episode? Is yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I laughed, I laughed, I laughed. Um, supposedly, <laughs> the, yeah, the little swerve is that maybe Ethan uploaded his brain and put it on a floppy disk and filed that away. But uh, I don't plan to read forward to find out what happens. Um, he's know, a machine,
1: right? So that's probably exactly what happened.
0: Well, like, you know, you've watched Transformers the movie, right? It's going to be all, all spark. Like, as long as you're all spark still alive, your shit's good.
1: Those so his, horrible!
0: Hey, Transformers is a movie, nineteen eighty-five. I will.
1: Oh, that one! Oh, that one! Yeah. I will argue that to the death. I think you are talking about Michael Bay. Uh, Looks like it's just you and me, Megatron.
0: It <laughs> it's good voice acting. Okay, yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Peter, what's his name? Peter Cullen. <clears throat> um, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. Well, since we're on the uh, yeah, you, yeah, since we're on the on, we're talking about robots and machines. Next up I got War Machine. War Machine dies, everybody. He dies oh. in Civil War Two, the very first issue.
0: You're talking about Terrence Howard?
1: <laughs> no, he just got he just got pushed out of money. That's, <laughs> 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 That's what happened to him. <clears throat> so Civil War Two. I had never read this before because I God, because because the title really—I was mad that they were making another Civil War. So I was like, I'm not reading this. So I had no idea what it was about until doing this one. I read just the first issue, and basically, what happens is there's a new Inhuman. They call Ulysses, who can the Inhumans discover him, right? And he can predict—he can predict potential future disasters from happening. And he proves that by you know he goes, oh, there's gonna be like a this angry Celestial that's gonna come down and try and destroy the world so the inhumans tell the avengers and the x-men like yeah this is gonna happen our guy is telling us so when the celestial comes down they they're ready for it and they fight it off and they win and they're, they're kind of like all right dope like that's <laughs> we did it <laughs> um game over. but when but so they're kind of like well, how did you they asked me they're, they're kind of like inquiring with the inhumans like how did you know that was gonna happen and they tell him like oh, because our guy, we have this new guy who tells us. So they bring Jean Grey in to try and read his mind, and she's like, "I can't read his mind. His mind's just it's like Wait. locked away. Like I have no idea what he's thinking." And basically, what happened, what kind of happens, and you can see the nucleus of the, of the of the whole beef for the or the beef for the whole plot coming into fruition because Captain Marvel wants to do one thing with him, and Tony wants to do another thing with him. Tony was to, Captain Marvel's like. How'd you like a spot in the Ultimates? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, eh? Yeah. Like, are slot you? Ex- them in. And Tony's like, "What the hell are you talking about? We just met this guy." <laughs> like, we mean slot him on. She's like, well, he can tell the future. He's like, no, he can tell potential futures because in his future, so the celestial destroyed Earth. And we stopped it, which means that it was a potential future. It wasn't like he's not all seeing. He just kind of predicts bad things that are going to happen, not exactly how they're going to happen. She's like, "Well, it's good enough for me." <laughs> <laughs> right? So it kind of becomes almost like a trying to stop things before they even happen. Okay. Scenario like if you're if you know somebody's going to be doing um if you know somebody's going to uh commit a crime like should you be stopping them before that even happens?
0: Okay. Precogs. Happens?
1: Yeah, it kind of comes becomes that sort of thing. I'm like, that's not bad. Minority report yeah, Captain Marvel offers was spot in the ultimates. Yeah. So three weeks later, there's a prediction made involving uh Thanos. So a small team of heroes go to confront him. And when they when they meet him, he's like powered up. He's like, Avengers, you're not supposed to be here. So he goes on like this rampage, and it's the the team is led by Captain Marvel because, like I said, she wanted to keep it dies of them, and Tony's just like, nah, let him stick with the inhumans, whatever. So she takes a team with her, and Thanos ends up like just dusting them, and he kills Rhodey, and he he like almost kills She Hulk. She ends up, she ends up dying on she ends up dying too, like on her on her deathbed. But mm-hmm. Rhodey's dead in the field. Okay. So when when Tony finds out, he's like, "Are you kidding me? Like we just talked like we <laughs> talked about this guy, and you this is this is what you do?" And Captain Marvel's like, "So." She Hulk's like Jennifer's dying words are to Captain Marvel, like don't let him stop us from doing this because she believes in it too. Right? She's like, don't let him stop what we're doing. Like, keep it going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Captain Marvel's like, all right, well, so you can see where the the whole now that there's there's the schism and that's the two of them are going to go at it over this whole thing, basically over Rogue's death.
0: So this division is uh Iron Man versus Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Iron Man just always likes picking beef, eh? Like
1: yeah, it's like, geez. but it's it's funny because he's almost on the other side of it now. Like with the Sokovia Corps, he was kind of like, let's stop things before they happen. And yeah. this one, it's more like, let's not stop things before. We-. It's like, well, I, so, I don't think it was a good choice in partners. I think it. I don't think, he, but you know,
0: would you say the first Civil War, which I enjoy, I think we both enjoyed that book. Um, he's more pro government, and this one he's more anti government. I guess so. Like up, yeah, big.
1: if if it grows to big enough, because there's no government involved in this yet, but it's kinda that's that's the angle that they're kind of right working with here. So it's after because you we know the first one very well. It's weird seeing him in this angle. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, well I, I again I don't think they should have used him. I think they should have used somebody else. We'll I don't just, know who to we'll I, was just, yeah, I we'll knew you were right. gonna ask that. I'm just thinking I was like he's
0: hmm. been cat back.
1: Yeah. You can do Cap. You guys do Cap or do Winter Cap. Soldier. Just keep or Falcon. Or just, Bucket, yeah. Or Falcon, yeah. Yeah, just do his lineup of like yeah. uh, these all years. I, I think Tony was a was a poor choice for this, but I guess because he sells, they wanted to. This is this is what 2016.
0: I, I wish they used Tony more, like how MCU's MCU has used Thor and Hulk, like sparingly, yeah. because he seems to be like everything. Like I can just solve everything with my mind, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He fixes it. He's like the yeah.
0: And usually he can tip the scales like that's why i really appreciate civil war the first one because he's like all right spider-man's on my team sweet new new suit
1: <laughs> yeah and he like yeah he, uh, he upgraded spider-man yeah yeah
0: and like that that started a whole different like side mission with spider-man and all that stuff right so
1: yeah um, then he changes yeah that that book was he man the problem with that book was the, the tie-ins like you could not yeah the the, the bare story for that book was like just not enough you needed i think you needed a you needed the Spider-Man tie-in for sure, right? And I think the Iron Man tie-in. Okay. there was one or two that were like essential. The other ones, well, kind.
0: The, the X-Men ones were crazy too, right? Because they had like Bishop going up against like Cyclops and stuff.
1: Like they just yeah
0: X-Men right down the
1: middle, and I was like, oh man. But they weren't necessary because they were the X-Men weren't really involved. So were part kind of it, of, yeah. I'm just saying, like in terms of the, like, that, yeah, Marvel yeah. loves
0: doing their event and like. Shoehorning in as much people as possible, whether or not it belongs in the story, they don't yeah. care. They're just yeah. like, "Oh, you got to read this." It's like, "Do I know?" Yeah, we've been fooled before. Speaking of tie-ins, let's go to maybe the arguably the the greatest tie-in that's uh, ever hit comic book pages. We're talking about Crisis on Infinite Earth, nineteen eighty-five. So, Volume One. Um, I have the writers being Mark Wolfman, Robert Greenberg, Berger. Len Wine.
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't even uh, talk about the Civil War ones. It's uh, ri- written by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> King Bendis, and it was drawn by David Marquez.
0: And uh, I have drawn by George Perez. We're talking about Crisis on Infinite Earths, Volume One. Um, this is one of the biggest kind of mm-hmm. events before even events were things, and this was essentially DC trying to streamline all the stuff they had done from the 60s 70s 50s and now working into the 80s because at this point they didn't have the justice league of america but they had the justice society uh, as well then they had all these rogue characters that are all over the board um, things in space things on earth multiple earths so let me give you the synopsis because it's heavy and hilarious and Kind of amazing. Well let also... me just let me
1: just add one thing to what you were saying just before you get into causes cl- of it.
0: Let me just say clusterfuck. I just want to make sure that was yeah, listed okay. on how much I enjoy yeah. this.
1: Because you're actually right. This was them trying to streamline. They were this is like the send-off to the golden age. Yeah. Because comics were start, get, starting to get in the eighties, right? So comics were starting to get grittier. You had Watchmen, you had things like that. Like the Dark Knight returns at this point. And they're like, yo, we can let's do this. Let's clean up all this nonsense. and this is this was kind of this was the start of the batman as we know it like he he wasn't blue anymore he was now black and gray and he was more he was more angry and stuff like that so it's kind of this is a huge turning point in the history of uh, comic books but also dc comics specifically obviously go ahead
0: and for the most part stay true to a lot of their deaths right like uh, a couple of deaths that we will talk about didn't show back up onto pages for decades later (laughs) so there had to be someone in the writer's room like hey, i got an idea and then you know they had to come back but here's the initial synopsis at the beginning of time the big bang occurred forming the universe however where there should have been one universe there were many each one of them replications of the first with its own separate histories for that instance the multiverse was born in this world and that's i guess dc's co-branded as developing the multiverse right We something that we take for granted now with all the phases and all the movies that we get, but these guys were the first to be like, you know what, there's, there's other Earths going on. At the present time, a great wall of pure antimatter energy stretches across the cosmos. It pervades the multiverse, consuming entire galaxies. On an unknown parallel world, a being named Pariah arrives. He is forced to witness the death of multiple worlds in multiple dimensions. He disappears as he is transported to a parallel known as Earth-3, on that world, the crime syndicate is in a rare demonstration of heroism, uh, strives to save the beguiled planet. However, their mighty combined might cannot prevent the death and uh, the antimatter wall. So, that's just a brief synopsis of what the fuck's going on. Essentially, there's five worlds and they're all kind of converging on themselves, which is insane for them trying to write that out because mm-hmm. each issue is giving you jumping around points of like this is earth three this is earth s this is earth x as they try to deal with one hero and one villain ultimate villain both named monitor so there's monitor who's good who presents kind of he's like the watcher the overseer he's the all-knowing and a lot of people go to him for advice but then there's anti-monitor who is your biggest baddest ever who's just like i'm destroying everything i only want one and even that one, I don't know even I want. So he's constantly destroying Earths and parallel universes as they go forward and, and move through. So th- this was a dense book, I believe. They were, were they these getting released annually? Like it took a while for the entire set to come out.
1: But well, a full year, right? There like are twelve issues. Sorry, I mean, my mistake.
0: Yeah, it, it took a full year for the whole story to play out.
1: But each story is
0: like jam-packed with as many characters as you could possibly think and then their counterparts from different worlds and different universes and like there was uh, how many Superman? um yeah. i can't, I can't remember three or four right and like if there's a male version of one character in another universe there's a female version of that same character and they would <laughs> collide and they would fight each other and then you have villains running around trying to team up to like take over and heroes deciding can we fight or can we save
1: well, on Power Girl, is it like another version of Supergirl?
0: <laughs> again and again and again. This brings us to issue number... Where are we? Seven, right? Um, and this one was specifically written by Wolfman and Greenberger. Same Perez drawing. But this is the one called Beyond Silent Night. So as the five Earths continue to merge, uh, a new super team has grown as the monitor, the good one, teams up with the Spectre, mon l superman earth one which is a young superman superman earth two which is old superman yeah lady quark captain adam jade green lantern wonder woman captain marvel the ray john jones wildfire firestorm dr light and supergirl and they all go charging in to to go fight anti-monitor it does not go as planned um <laughs> So between all the paneling of everyone getting tossed around and thrown to different side missions as they're just trying to take down the big bad, it turns out to be Dr. Light, Superman, and Supergirl in kind of the final battle. And they're kind of holding their own for the most part, like trading blows, but he wouldn't be a big bad if he didn't have a little more power. So Monitor kind of gets the jump on Superman and is beating him down till Supergirl kind of steps in and momentarily removes Monitor but can see that like Kalel as she calls him, right? Because they're cousins. cousins yeah. They play that whole relationship, Kara and Kalel. And tells Dr. Light, like, hey, get this dude out of here. Like, he's not gonna make this fight. Um, when I say, when I say go, go, right? Dr. Light has like this big uh introspective moment of like, oh, she's so selfless, she's such a hero. I've I've been selfish the whole time. I was like, this is not the time to be like <laughs> Let me take a look at my life and see how everything pans out. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Too late. Supergirl does enough damage where it like breaks Monitor's body and like energy starts to beam out. And he's like, oh no, like you've almost bested me, but fuck that shit. And hits her with like the greatest beam. Like the, the paneling for this fight is pretty damn good. And it, you could tell it's 80s because Supergirl's wearing a headband. It looks like, oh it's, yeah. It's totally 80s. Um, yeah. He beams her and like takes her out smashes her um and basically kills her superman freaks out because dr light did remove him from kind of the blast radius but the rest of the book is now monitor escaping because he's like all right cool i took one down one of like your large pieces on your chessboard but now like superman uh, morning supergirl so like they go back to earth whichever earth this is at this time and the daily planet does like this whole supergirl died and like, heroes start to assemble for this uh, funeral and kind of thing. And just the fallout from it. But, it, like, it's treated seriously. Like, the fight is pretty epic. Um, the fallout's huge. Like, Superman's in tears. I think like, there's, like, there's this one panel where he's holding her. And, like, she's bleeding and everything. And, like, crying at the same time. And, like, it, it's generally heartfelt. Like, you get the, I love you so much for what you are for how good you are right like that's the last words to uh Kara to Kalel and <laughs> kal the next pal is like ah! like, him, like yelling yeah and like old, <laughs> old superman's like comforting him so it's like dad and son but it's heavy like it's and i guess at this time this must have been like earth shattering for the reader to be like oh man you killed a supergirl like who'd have thought
1: did you read all 12 issues or just read the, the number five
0: uh, for this one, so I w- this one's number seven. I went back seven, sorry. three issues, so I kind of got a nice lead in, and I think around four or five, like real shit starts to happen. Like they've already established all the characters. I didn't go past number seven because I was enjoying the follow. Like it's kind of yeah downtrod, and again, they jump around to each different parallel universe to see how each reporter would report on how Supergirl died, That's which true. is w- it's super weird, right? Like the world everyone in the world knows like something's fucked up but nobody really knows how fucked up it is except for the superheroes um but i this is such a clusterfuck of a book that i would easily keep reading because so much stuff is going on
1: which which brings us to the next one which is funny because i got green arrow who also dies in this book but (laughs) it's one panel is it real? It's one friend. That's, it's so funny. It's the very So it's the last issue. It's uh, issue 12, which is Final Crisis. I didn't read anything else. I just read the one issue because it was bulky enough. Uh, very Because it's the last one, right? Right. <clears throat> and it's, they're still fighting the the antimatter, right? So um, during Final Crisis, uh, when the antimatter was going toe-to-toe with the most powerful of the heroes, some were left down on Earth and some were fighting him up in uh, some, what was this dimension called? The um, the Dark Dimension, remember? Right? I, that's not what it was called, but it was yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get roasted was, for that. It was all anti. Listen, yeah. if you remember a 1985
0: book, good for you, but this was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, so Green Arrow was stationed in Chicago with a few other heroes. Um, And in this one, so they have this one, they have this one page where it is it's got all these panels on it. It's got like 12 panels or something on it. And you'll see in this one, this one tiny frame that has it has uh, green arrow and peacemaker in it. Just okay. two of them, right? So what, what's happening now is while the while everybody's fighting uh, anti monitor, his army of shadow demons. So they're just they're basically just shadows of regular people. Have like, which is really lame, I think. But it's, it's they're attacking <laughs> everywhere, right? Right, and. They're just being overrun, and there's this one little frame, and you see, like I said, you see Green Arrow and and Peacemaker, and Green Arrow's like, Peacemaker, throw all over me, help. He goes, I, I he goes, I can't, Green Arrow. There's too many of them, and then like there's a thought bubble right beside him he goes, he's dead, and that's it. Really? <laughs> that's it. What? That's it. I was like, wait, who's dead? So you don't see Green Arrow again. Cause he's all you hear is him wow. going ah because he's being attacked by one of the shadow guys. <laughs> like wh- <laughs> what? So at at the very end, when everything's said and done, the story's over. There is a, there is a part where they're they're, they're kind of talking about um, you know, we've got a lot of casualties ourselves and da 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 Right. And there's a newspaper in the front page that says Green Arrow among the dead, and it's like a couple guys like Green Arrow. Um, I can't remember. There was a whole there's a there's like three or four like like C or D yeah. level guys and he was among Sub-tier. them. <laughs> that was it. But the whole time in this issue, they're referencing Supergirl's death. Because okay. that was like that was like That's the big, big one, one right? Yeah. Where all this, all these other people died, and I was kinda like, Oh yeah, they died too. So
0: <laughs> I thought
1: it was kind of funny, man.
0: <laughs> well, did you uh, sweep it under the rug? You're like, oh yep,
1: dead after yeah. Went all back these, to this whole planet. This issue lacked a bit of um gravity like it was it, gravity for me because i didn't read everything else it's just my own fault i just wanted to read the one issue and kind of like it was kind of funny to me i was like what if i read this one issue <laughs> just jump in because i thought it would be like a like some sort of a death where you know it takes at least a page or two but it was, <laughs> it was the Mano. tiniest but it Mano. was the tiniest man like just goes ah <laughs> so, and they let peacemaker <laughs> in, which is and <laughs> and <peacemaker's laughs> like he's dead <laughs> <It's just> thought <laughs> oh he's dead i was like what it's true mm-hmm. you never see him again
0: well, to take it from a panel death to a whole page kind of undoing, we're going to uh, we're going to Uncanny X-Men volume 281, Classic X-Men. We're back in the 90s. Uh, release date August 13th, 1991. Writers are John Byrne, Jim Lee, Wences Pachacchio, and pencil is Wences Pachacchio. I definitely didn't say that name right. At all, I like look. <laughs> look it, look it up. Um, but here's the squad going into the X Men. Um, it's X Men Gold. So you have Storm, Archangel, Iceman, Colossus, and then rounding out, maybe arguably one of the best teams that they have going, Jean Grey. So X Men are invited by Emma Frost, who's still kind of on the fence of bad and good, to uh, the Hellfire Club for like a party just to like hang out and chill. Little do they know that the Hellions are also there for this party and what could go wrong when you have X-Men and Hellions together? Literally everything, because yeah, it doesn't take that is. three panels before like there's infighting and like roulette, beef, empath, white, green. Oh, that's Emma Frost. Uh, Cat's Eye, Jetstream, Bevatron, Tarot, Like they're all in different levels and kind of facing off for different things. The real kind of story is with Donald Pierce, who's, I guess, in the future or like in another place, because you get to see Gateway and needs Gateway, but you get to see what's going on with the future, which is um, they're setting up with uh, more Sentinels. It's always Sentinels,
1: right? Always, um, always.
0: And he needs to get kind of this information back to kind of his team. So he, he kind of jostles Gateway. And I never got this, like Gateway's a mutant and yep. Sentinels anytime they say mutants it's like on site dead right so yep. like they're trying to track down and kill donald pierce but they see gateway and he's just chilling he opens the portal for pierce pierce gets through a couple sentinels get through but the other ones are like we failed now go back to whole mission but
1: just they, like, didn't, they didn't kill gateway
0: no <laughs> gateway's just like all right i'm gonna keep meditating right it just stays on a cliff so i don't i don't get that but the story continues right um Pierce makes it through the portal to kind of tell Emma Frost what's going on. But as that's happening, um, Trevor Fitzroy appears from the future. Even though they about Fitzroy, like he's, I think, connected to like Nimrod. Like he's like this crazy villain who like hates everybody as well. He brings his own level of Sentinels. So the infighting stops between Hellions and X-Men and it all turns on to the Sentinels. They all break off and like they all start to kind of like body as many Sentinels as they can. Um, it's working for the most part until kind of the last few pages where it's Jean Grey by herself. And she's trying to like, for the most part, like she fends off everybody else and helps everybody else. But um, she kind of ends up like pinned between three Sentinels who just blast her down. Just vaporize and her. <laughs> pretty much. it just gets smoked <laughs> and like kind of destroys the house. And it's, it's weird tonally because like, the X-Men are sad because they obviously just lost Jean Grey and, like, they destroyed kind of this Hellfire room and, like, Hellions kind of, like, scatter. Uh, Emma's like, what's going on here? But then you see, like, Senator Kennedy run in and he's like, what's going on here? What's all this noise? Like, what's happening here? And, like, Storm's like, like, we just like, just got killed. Like, what's wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> like, like, read the room. Like, there's all <laughs> this rubble. There's all these cops. There's all this destruction. X-Men are like, what do we do next? And Ken- Kennedy's... Kenny. Wait, sorry. What's her name? Kelly. Kelly. Kelly runs in. And he's like, ah, and He's like trying to like flex his muscles. And everyone's like Like Colossus is literally holding her in a paddle. <laughs> he's like, What? Who? Who died? He's like, she's right here. G Grey died. Like, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> but uh yeah, she's out until the next issue. Um I think I don't know if she comes back in the next issue, but I think this may be uh the, the shortest getting to oh. I think this is one of the ones that rebirthed her into Phoenix, because if there's anyone who actually doesn't really die, it's Jean Grey. Like, she just keeps finding new forms. This may just be the catalyst, but uh, I may read ahead to find out, because I remember Uncanny X-Men. They were fun in the
1: 90s. Those old old Claremont-era X-Men and stuff, they were... It was wild. X-Men was crazy.
0: It was, like, campy, but, like, still fun, but, like, still dangerous, and, like, they always split them up. They just gave us different teams. So, like... I kind of lean more to gold over the blue on these days, even though blue had Psyche, Gambit, Beast, yeah. Wolverine,
1: Blue's Jubilation. Like the Blue's basically, well, yeah, the 90s cartoon is basically blue, right? But gold was overpowered, man. Yes. Gold That's... had, like, how many omegas? Yeah, exactly. Everything <laughs> the, on the cosmic forces, right? Like,
0: so. your, your, your weakest one is kind of Colossus. And if that's your weakest, like, member of the team, I think. Well, yeah, a and game.
1: he serves his purpose as the strong man, right? Yeah. So.
0: But, like, Archangel's a strong man. Like, uh, Iceman's a strong man. Like, quote unquote, right? Like, not actually a strong man, but their power set can kind of get them to
1: places. Gene can body anyone. Storm can body anyone. Yeah, but you got, like you said, you got Storm, Gene, and Iceman, right? All on the same yeah. team. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Winner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have, or I have, <laughs> back to DC crypto. What the dog? The dog. <laughs> yes, the dog. Um, he dies. Hmm. So w- we talked about uh, Crisis on Infinite earth and how DC wanted to reboot where they're coming from. They wanted to simplify the books and stuff like that. But one one editor uh, didn't think that superman really got his his send off right
0: okay
1: he wanted to do his own type of thing and it, this is this is the story that happens to whatever happened to the man of tomorrow which we covered in our alan moore episode good episode number, number 52 go check that out again <laughs> again yeah uh so he wanted to send off superman properly and what he did was he tried to enlist some um like a he tried to list like the proper writer for it and he goes who could who could tell a story in two issues just two because that's all he had left uh what was it it was action comics number bah, 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 bah. action comics no sorry superman number 423 and action comics number 583 that's that's the, that's the whole story right okay. uh so he wanted to find a writer that could do it in two issues and have a proper send off for this beloved character. This like the gold, the gold age, um, Superman, right? And he asked, so he asked around. He's kind of like, who can, who can I, who can I get to do this? Who will be like the, you know, the best choice? And what happened was he asked, uh, who was he? he asked one guy, but he, but because of scheduling conflicts, they couldn't do it. So what he did was he confided in Alan Moore. One day at like lunch, he was like, I can't, you know, this is the problem. I'm trying to find somebody who, who I can have write the story. And I don't know who to, who to, who to, who to enlist. And apparently according to him, Moore stood up from his chair, grabbed him by the front of the shirt. And he said, if you, if you give this to anybody else, I'll kill you. Or if, you <laughs> if you don't let me write this, I will kill you. He's like, all right, fine. Okay. So, you know, he made some things happen and it happened. So Alan Moore was the was the writer. Hmm. So it was written by Alan Alan Moore, drawn by Kurt Swan. And how dark the, is this gonna get? It's not dark. Okay. Well, it actually it it kind of is. It's I mean
0: it kills a dog.
1: It's more campy. Yeah, the dog dies. But that was a send off, right? It was it's an imaginary goodbye send off to the golden age of Superman, and this oh. came after this came after Crisis on Infinite Earth, right? It's a story where all of Superman's foes start acting really out of character and more aggressive than ever. So, Bizarro like goes nuts, and he's he's so obsessed with being the opposite of what Superman is because he's Bizarro Superman. He's like, if I'm the opposite of you and you never kill, I'm gonna go on a rampage and kill everybody. If you're if I'm the opposite of you, you know, and you're alive, then I'm gonna die, and he ends up killing himself. <laughs> like he sees him, like she does like yeah it's, it's really I was like oh he really took that opposite like to the upteenth literal phase right things like that and there's like toy toy maker and and like they start killing people too and superman's identity is revealed to the world so what he does is he takes his loved ones to the fortress of solitude right like Perry White Lana Lois and what happens is his foes get together and Brainiac and Lex Luthor link up and Brainiac takes over Lex Luthor, so now he's like super smart Lex Luthor.
0: Right. Dangerous.
1: Yeah, very dangerous. So he grabs uh Kryptonite Man and they meet up with the League of Supervillains and they all go to to the Fortress of Solitude to take him on, right? And there's a now there's a there's a dome over the Fortress of Solitude as well. So all the, the heroes of the Justice League are kept out, all Batman and one. you see them, they can't get through this dome. So when they attack, when Brainiac, Lex their attacks and, and blows like a hole inside of the Fortress of Solitude, Kryptonite Man is the first to get through. He's like, where are you, Superman? I don't know. get out here. I'm going to rip you limb to limb. And all this bef- before all this, like Superman has an idea that he's going to be dying, right? Because some of his friends from like the 30th century visit him and give him like this trophy. He's kind of like, this is like a send off. You know I'm going to die, don't you? And they won't answer him. So Kryptonite Man comes in. And he thinks he's gonna die, but what happens is crypto's there and he jumps that kryptonite man. Okay. And he's like, like, no, no, get off me. The he basically like goes for the jugular. And he he as he's as he's fighting kryptonite man, kryptonite is like, no, you stupid dog, you're gonna kill yourself. And, <laughs> and he does. So he kills Kryptonite Man, but because he's made of kryptonite, he also dies. That's wow. just like that's huh. the set so he's he died doing what a guard dog does. <laughs> Guarding you know, does. Saving saving his his owner. Obviously, more than that happens, and a whole lot of people end up dying. But
0: <laughs> We're only here to talk about crypto.
1: We're only here to talk about crypto <laughs> right now. Because he was he was the... Actually, he was probably the... No, I can't say that. I was going to say he's the biggest death. In the, but then Lana, uh, Lana Lana, Lance dies, too. What's his last name? Lana... Lane? Yeah. No, no it's Lois Lane and Lana... So is Elaine too? Is Isn't it she? she yeah, yeah, I don't
0: know. Lana Lane, yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah, she dies. So as so Harry, you were saying, Crypto Harry. is the Harry. biggest death event. <laughs>
0: if you can't remember her name,
1: Crypto. Yeah, she's blonde. Yeah, she died. So they get they they get power. It's 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 strange, but it, it's actually a pretty good send off to to that age to so that like the campy golden golden age Superman stuff. It's. There's some weird things that happen to it. And it kind of it kind of rushes a bit because it's only two issues. Like when do you know Alan Moore to write two issues of anything?
0: <laughs> what he's trying to leave, exactly? <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah. But he was ex- this is this was back when he was still young and full of piss and vinegar, right in the eighties. Oh, yeah. So he was amped up. Still, like he, he still wanted cared. to be a yeah. part of everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't. He wasn't ruined until DC ruined him <laughs> <laughs> over the Watchmen stuff, right?
0: Yeah. So Wait, does but this yeah. mean that we're not re- reviewing DC Super Pets anymore?
1: Is that you want? Let's do it. I mean, I don't know if crypto dies, but I think the other dog dies. Isn't the Rock playing crypto in that one?
0: Yeah, and Kevin Hyde's yeah, playing the, the Batman, Batman dog.
1: Batman dog. <laughs> yeah, we all have these weird animals. Anyways, <laughs> Isn't there a turtle or something. A flash <laughs> a turtle, right? Probably. We'll give it a
0: shot. um I know how you were saying how you read Green Arrow, and you just want to jump in one book, and you don't know. I mean, there's. There's fun ways of doing that. And then sometimes you don't know if you're lost because you're not getting the full story. Yeah. So I did the same thing with Uncanny X-Men volume number 390. Um, it's called The Cure. And the whole story is kind of built around discovering the cure for the legacy virus. And the legacy virus was what I think it's uh, Strife gave Mr. Sinister like 2,000 years worth of like... Summer's DNA. (laughs) And like, he's just been creating stuff with that bloodline. And eventually, this uh, plague comes out of that and like runs through most of like kind of the X Men books and just takes out humans and mutants alike. And was a big kind of like event going on. But without knowing that, I just jumped in just to this one issue where Colossus dies, right? And there's something to be said about having an issue that has really. No action in it, and it's all character arc and kind of like, kind of like, uh, the day in day out grind. Like these are mm-hmm. like superheroes just at home. Kind of like this is what Beast is doing. He's just in the lab. This is what Gamut's doing. He's outside playing basketball, and this is what kind of Colossus is doing. So, it came out uh, March two thousand and one. Uh, writers are Scott Labadell, and the artist is Salvador LaCocera.
1: It's funny because I'd be like 2001. I'm like, that's not that, that long ago, it was it's not 20, that far 20, out. 21 years ago. <laughs> but like, just the look of it, you can tell it's,
0: it's yeah. got that 90s appeal, it's got that shine, and like everyone's
1: yeah, muscles on top of
0: it, muscles yeah. and like ripped. And like Gambit doesn't wear a shirt this entire issue, but he's basically on the basketball cart the entire time. The lineup is Beast, Colossus, Gambit, Wolverine. Professor X, and Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who is the love interest for uh, Colossus during this time. Yeah, Yeah, they're going out. Um, But the little backstory is um, Colossus is really suffering because it had not been a few issues since Magic died, his little sister, from the same virus. And so, like, he at one point left the x-men and went bad went rogue came back to the x-men but he's he's been searching for answers right you lost your little sister and like this issue really stress like how much of like a deep soul colossus is and they really play up his character of just like he's been torturing with all of this this whole time and you get that ripple effect because the issue opens with beast and beast is in the laboratory just trying to figure out like Trying to crack this code. Like, how can I figure out this cure? How can I do it? How can I do it? And he does it, right? It's not, it's not like four pages in where he's like, I figured out a cure. And like, there's this moment of exuberance. And then Dr. Reyes comes in and is like, You figured it out, but you know, the only real way to know if it works is if you test it. And the first mutant you tested on is probably going to die, right? Like, it's those antibodies that you get from that first victim yeah. that's really going to prove this works and you can kind of give it to more people. And like, Beast is gutted right like he's just like oh all this work and like i have to go back to the drawing board and like what do i do now i'm freaking out and this is how you kind of get to see how the x-men play off each other when they're not in the field right he's it's like logan who comes and like jokes around he's like hank man you gotta take a break right like, let's go out and shoot some ball and he's like yeah all right cool so like him and gambit start to like play basketball around and like they start using powers and not using powers and like you got all the corpse and stuff and just talking about. Like, no power's my eye, right? The whole reason there's a legacy virus, but all of them were for mutants, right? Like, it's like Bo trying to, like, spit game and stuff. And, like, this little moment of joy, because Beast doesn't have to think about how much this virus and this antidote is needed. And then Logan comes out and is like, all right, cool, like, we can really play, right? And he starts... Uh, jumping off of Gambit to like dunk because he's swamped in everybody and like Remy's like this is not fair like how do we do this? And they they literally freeze and like shake out of that moment. Like what just happened? And then they see Professor Xavier come out in his wheelchair. Well, not even his ritual, like he's still using the floating giant like yeah, yeah, the yellow taxi thing. cab. Yeah. But he's got like a vest on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, let's do this. And they're all like, what? You can play ball in that? He's like, yes. So they all start playing two on two, right? So like you get this kind of downtime moment where like they're all broing up and shit. And like Professor X hits a sky hook. But meanwhile, inside the lab, it's Colossus and he's picking up the vial, and he's just like, he's thinking about his life, he's thinking about his sister, and he's like he has this moment of like, I lost my my sister, like someone, my family who I truly love, and like, what else is there, right? I need to give myself this sacrifice, and he injects himself, and he goes down, and then Reyes runs in. and He's like, "What the hell? Like, what are you doing?" He's trying to revive him, and he's like, "No, nah, that's it, right?" Like, he got he kind of goes cold, um, and then the rest of the X Men come in and kind of just like gather around him, and to see that. He took this sacrifice, but kind of understood why he took this sacrifice. The only one that really doesn't buy into it is Reyes, because mm-hmm. like that's the love and she wants him to kinda of get over it and not necessarily get over it, but there's other ways of healing without sacrificing. Um but like that's not what happens, right? So you get this kind of like touch tone moment of like who Colossus really is. Like, yes, he is the big brute, like he's the big strong, he's the big baddie, but he's often the one who's thinking a little more deeper about things and carrying things a little longer and stronger, especially when it comes to family, so... It, it, the the issue ends with, like, him sprawled out, like, his chest plate is gone, and, like, Reyes crouched over his his body just being like, damn, like, why'd you have to do that? So, yeah, a little more heart-wrenching than I was we expecting saying You like it? Like, it. like that, sounds, no. that sounds like it's heavy. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, it's it's weird with those issues. Like, if he died with like a Sentinel or like Omega Red showed up and like took him out, I'd be like, all right, cool, he'll be back. But when the writer decides that the character is going to take the sacrifice for like family and for like the greater good of mutant species and like the the next evolution, the next step, it has a l- like there's more gravity to it, right? So mm-hmm. I enjoy the read, especially just dropping in. I didn't think I was going to pull this much from it, but. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was, it was heavy and, like, good. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed it as much as you can enjoy Colossus' death because he's he's always yeah. in my, like, top five.
1: I was going to say, he's, like, one of your favorites, too. Yeah, yeah. man.
0: Pietro. Iliana. <laughs> no. <laughs> all
1: right, so for me, we get next up uh, Superboy. I got all the DC. Yeah, I got three DCs in a row. Superboy. Okay. This was... He dies in Infinite Crisis, issue number six. It's a seven issue run. It's this. It's quote unquote the sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earth. Came out in 2005. Excuse me, written by Jeff Johns. I don't know what issue it was in Crisis in Infinite, on Infinite Earth, but Earth 2 Superman, case of the old man Superman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Alexander Luther. Right. Right. Uh, Lois Lane. And Superboy Prime. Okay, so understanding the plot of Infinite Crisis, which is a sequel to Crisis Infinite Earth, all those four characters all escape. They all go to a pocket universe. Okay, right, and they just kind of exist there. It's like a paradise island. It's just the four of them, but they're like, this is a paradise world. We're just gonna chill here. We're gonna love it. We're, we're just gonna stay here, right? And what happens in Infinite Crisis is the Justice League kind of falls apart. The tower is gone. Like Batman, Superman, Diana—they're all beefing, right? They are none. Nobody likes each other. So what happens is the the four of them that are in the universe, Alexander Luther, kind of manipulates them. Like we got to go. We got to. Me and Superboy have been leaving this place for a time. We're just going around. We're causing havoc on this Earth, and we want you guys to come too because Lois is dying, and. He could. They they convince Earth Two Superman that if if they rebuild Earth Two, they recreate Earth Two, and they take Lois there, she can be saved, right? Not knowing that what ends up happening is Alexander and Superboy want to Superboy Prime want to create like a perfect Earth. See, so they basically want to combine all these universes these Earths together to make one like perfect one and mm-hmm. it's killing people it's almost like the incursions right okay but nobody can do anything about it so they actually mm-hmm. use like as power girls from earth three right so they actually they'll actually take heroes from different earths to power this like this tower that is the the battery to combine these earths together that's pretty cool. it's, it's yeah it's crazy it's actually it was actually good mm-hmm, yeah. I, I didn't read the whole thing but i read 'Cause this happens at you 6 I read five, six, and seven. So I know how it ends and everything. And basically what happens is Superboy Prime kind of becomes the big bad. And he goes nuts. And he he gets this new armor that is inspired by the anti-monitor. And what it is, is it has yellow sun in it. So it it's constantly charging him up. So he's like super power and he kills everybody. He <laughs> just go like he's nuts. Um by combining different yeah so after being held in the speed force so at one point he's the flashes have to like contain him in the speed force because he's killing all these people he's like right. he's, he's absolutely insane it's really exciting because when we see him on the page you're like oh well let's get, something's gonna go down because he's just he's switched off right he slowly becomes more and more insane throughout throughout the series and it's like okay this guy's like and he can do anything right so the the flashes hold him in the speed force but he breaks out and he, he, like, he dummies Power Girl. Uh, it, he ends up, f- like, dumming the Teen Titans. He, he he dummies, like, Just Leave, dummies Doom Patrol. Like, he's just going off, like, just, like, smoking dudes, right? As he should. And Superboy, like, from this Earth, is kind of like, all right, he's, like, a different version of me. He's like, like, we get we have to take him down, and I'm going to take him down with me. because he's Because this Superboy at the beginning was kind of, He's like, there's no place for me in this world. Like, I'm just a clone of Superman, and I'm not even Superman. I'm just Superboy, right? right? So he's so Connor, right? He's kind of just kind of like he's kind of he's, he's a little mopey, right, at the beginning, but in the end, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm gonna handle business, and he takes on Superboy Prime, and they go at it because he was he was about to kill he was about to kill Power Girl, and Superboy's like, no, Connor's like, not, like over my dead body type thing. Uh, and so during the fight they knock down the tower that they uses the battery okay to charge up the different earths and stuff and and while they're fighting the the heroes are able to to free all the the different universe uh heroes that they're using to charge the battery so they kind of they kind of save the the earths but what happens is subboy prime destroy like he kills Subboy he just they, they go through the tower and then he just They just basically like the the rubble is cleared, and Superboy Prime just like dusts himself off, and he goes on about his day, and Superboy (laughs) is just laying there, just dead, right? So like, and what happens is it kind of it's cool because the the Trinity's not there, right? They're all they're fighting with each other, so they're not even around. They're doing their own thing, and they all they all come late, and they're like, oh, if we were here, this wouldn't happen, right? So it it kind of like gives them. A kick in the ass to kind of um, fix what they're working on, right? And the most interesting thing about this that I learned I, about reading it because this this actually kind of grabbed me. Right? It was supposed to be Dick. He was supposed to die in this. Nightwing was supposed to die in this. And the last minute, the editors like, "No, you got to kill somebody else. Don't we don't want to lose Nightwing." So, go, so in a, in a in a previous issue, he gets he gets smoked. He's like bleeding and like stuff. And you think he's dead, but then in the very last. Like, paid to the last issue, he's just like on a boat. Like with, <laughs> <laughs> he's like on a boat with uh, with t- with Tim, I'm just like, hi, like he waves the birth, like, hi, I don't want to wait. I thought he was dead, because he was last minute change Is that which is crazy? Huh. Meanwhile, Superboy Prime, because we're talking about deaths, after this, he goes nuts and he kind of in the last issue, he wants to like, he's like, you know, I'm gonna be the protector of this realm, I don't like, I'm gonna own everything, so I'm gonna. I'm going to kill all the lanterns. And he ends up killing like 32 green lanterns. Jeez! Before <laughs> he's taken down. Yeah, he's just nuts in this. But uh, yeah, it's that's that's the story of Superboy dying. It's like he went down like a man, which was, it was cool. It was no longer like, Superboy. Yeah, it was really Super cool. young like, adult. I'd go back and I'd read this whole thing. Um, but it is basically a sequel to Infinite or Christ on Infinite Earths, which is – which is cool, and this this is kind of another turning point from for DC because this was two thousand five. So shortly after this, Grant Morrison took over, and that's kind of when we struck to the Justice League, the the seven, yeah, and that that's kind of the Justice League we kind of, we know today, right? So it it was birthed out of the flames of this story, right?
0: And I read that like that's how DC just kind of kept doing their like crossover events. They would just call them Crisis, yeah. And, like, that would be like okay, we're we're bringing in as many kind of different. Outsiding forces and parallel universes as one, and we're we're gonna make it kind of streamlined and move forward with that. So it's crazy that the nineteen eighty five one kind of jump started this whole like, hey, we can yeah. reset any time. We can just yeah. decide like we're going to different universes. And
1: then, yeah, and then thirty years later they do this, and then six years after this, five or six years after this, the new fifty two started. Right? So
0: Crisis Alert.
1: Which then wiped out everything they had done, but yeah. It was... <laughs>
0: but but did it? You can always go back to it.
1: Too. So some fans would say like this was the last great crossover, uh-huh. or one of the one of the last great crossovers before New Fifty Two came, and that changed everything again because that just rebooted people completely, right? Well, this is
0: saying you haven't watched any of the CW shows either. You don't know how good those crossovers are.
1: I've watched a few CW shows. <laughs> I haven't watched the cross. No, actually, I have seen some of the crossovers. The early mm-hmm. ones, not great. <laughs> like they're, they're more like fun, right? There's yeah. more like, hey, you know, we're just being you remember silly. me from this show 30 yeah. years ago. i was like, eh? yeah, but those yeah, shows exactly. are anything CW, anything CW. I'm telling you, is right now it'll start out interesting and then it just sinks into like melodrama so fast. Like,
0: you know, you're just signing up for us to review one of the crossover events.
1: Oh, god, crises in CW, Riverdale. How about that? <laughs> got canceled. <laughs> god, <I don't> know. <laughs> That you know what's you... funny about that is that show? everybody in that show is super attractive, but it's really? a horrible show. Yeah. Like... You, have you seen The Girls' Word? Camila mm. Mendes, Matt No, Matt no you got Patch, to send that to me. Vanessa Morgan. Oh, that's, like 70%,
0: that's 70% of TV. It's good-looking people with...
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Have, you,
0: have but... you seen soap operas?
1: No, can't do it. Mm-hmm. Maria...
0: <laughs> Maria.
1: Are you talking telenovela? <laughs> That's a, it. a whole other
0: thing, right? That's like ninety percent just good luck. I don't even care about the story. Just keep. Does every soap opera have, soap have soap a twins soap. a twin storyline? I would be hard pressed to find one that doesn't have.
1: One he was my put. twin because you know they kill off Superboy when the Superboy comes back. and says, like, he was you, my twin. You laugh at it, but we literally read this. Do we? Have, I know. Did we Just
0: did we just come up with the best idea of just making a comic book uh, softball Opera? Oh, so yeah, too. And just like turn up the telenovela in it. Yeah. Superboy no yeah. <laughs> I'm Superboy Prime. Uma numero uno
1: <laughs> <laughs> Superboy Uno. Like <laughs> and cheesy it was effects, like... <laughs>
0: Crypto. We just always blame crypto. And crypto's just like <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. I'm watching, it. I'm watching week in, week out. Oh no, daily. I'm watching every day.
1: We just did this. Monday to Friday.
0: That's our idea. Don't take that from us or help yeah. us pretending. Yeah. No, no, we pended it, TM, TM, it's ours,
1: it's ours. I always wanted to say that, ever since Homer did that, no, when I was like, patent pending, patent pending, <laughs> I always to say that.
0: That means you have to follow up the patent, the yeah. people I mean, don't need to know that we don't have it, already. we have the patent, it's we have it. No, no, we have you, it, we You can it. join yeah. on, we need, we need script supervisors and
1: uh, stat boys. Yeah, yeah, stat boys, yeah, we have it. It's a stat it.
0: In that brings us to <laughs> Death of Hawkman, uh, 2017, this was a small little- This was recent. Yeah, this was a small little mini-series. Six issues. Uh, written by Mark uh, Andre L- Yoko and drawn by Aaron Loprenti. Uh, this isn't bad. It's not like They're not reinventing the wheel here. It's v- kind of a very simple story. Adam Strange is trying to get back to Ragnar City
1: and Ran. He can't. I always. This guy's always lost in space. That's like his whole <laughs> thing. He can never get back to where he's trying to get. I swear Listen, to God. He's trying
0: to get back to wifey, who's on a whole planet. He can't figure out why. He gets back there. It turns out that uh, Thanagar's or the Thanagar race has been destroying kind of those. Uh, I can't remember the names, like, but the the Stargates essentially from the transport in, and and all of Rand is like, okay, we're picking up war with Thanagar, right? Like they they came out and they they wanted to like start beef and shit. And he's like, no, 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 like this doesn't seem right. Let me go talk to my homeboy, Hawkman. So he goes to talk to Hawkman. And he's like, w- what's going on here? Like, this doesn't seem right. Like, this is not like your people to do this and what's going on. They kind of get into their own like side mission of just where their lives are going and what they're doing up to this certain point. But they figure out that someone's been manipulating um, all of the Thanagars to do their bidding and try and force a war between these two um, different races of people. Now, this is the power set of the big bad that's doing all of this destruction. He's superhuman, so he has all the durability, superhuman strength, he can regenerate, he has telekinesis, his energy projection, flight, telepathy, illusion, coding, mind control, and a thermoblast. I give you Despero. This is one of the biggest bads that's been around in a long time. But basically, this dude just wants power, and he's like, I'm trying to take over. So he's using Thanagar as a way to uh, covert um, the war that he's trying to start doesn't take long before Strange and um, Hawkman, well, that was his real name, Kata Hall, uh, figure out. Oh, yo, it's uh, Despero. We got to go deal with this dude. They get dummy the first time, but the second time, like they have to go in even harder. And somehow, like in this issue, um, Ray Crawl or Ryan Crawl, like Thanagarians always have the weirdest names. <laughs> <laughs> He's another
1: Hawkman. They do, but they do though.
0: But he ends up getting a ring from Oa and becomes a guardian, like a Green Lantern Corp, like all, like right in the middle of it. And like, all right, cool. So we just go with it. But he ends up Wait, Hold like... on, where did that ring come from? Listen. did somebody die or? Listen. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. Six issues, fast read. I didn't even want to bring that up, but it's like it's pretty notable. And the final issue, like he gets chained up and like they have to figure out if he's good or not. And obviously, he's good, but he ends up helping more people. The real kind of meat and potatoes of the issue is Hawkman and Despero going at it and like they're dumbing each other, but like really it's Hawkman that's getting dummied and he can't like put a stitch on Despero at all. The only way that he does it is he has to use his, I don't want to say probably, but ninth metal. Like uh, Hawk people all are built up with like um, ninth metal which, like, helps them fly and, like, defies the law of gravity and their wings have it, like, their their belts have it, all their armor have it. He uses it and kind of, like, expels it from his body as, like, have you ever seen T2 or Terminator 2? He's, like, uh, the T 2000 and uses, like, liquid metal to, like, shoot through his hand and, like, slice Despero into two. And Despero's, like, alright, cool, like, if I'm going down, you're all going down. And, like, <laughs> Explodes everything <laughs> so, like, strange Hawkman and Despero, like, all kamikaze in like this giant ball of glory and bones and blood. Now, in comic form, this is what actually happens Hawkman dies because he couldn't handle all this stuff. Uh, strange gets teleported into space again and lost.
1: <laughs> he, he's lost again.
0: This <laughs> the same guy, he just does the same thing every time. And both cities, um, ran and Thagarian. Uh, throw like parades and kind of celebrations for like their their chosen heroes that have fallen. Erect statues. There's a great like peace and celebration of like, oh, you guys did this for us. Meanwhile, in space, like this little like thread starts to form and form again and grow and grow and grow, and it's desperate. And he's like, ah, I'm still alive. <laughs> 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 I laugh so hard because it's like, so he's a big bad, but like you can't beat the big bad. But yeah. um, the fight between him and Hawkman was pretty cool. Um, again, this is different than the last thing I read, which was Colossus, which was more heartfelt. Yeah. This seems so comic booky because he's just yeah. like, ah, "I'm just gonna," die! and like it's just screaming, and then zaps in bright light, and then the bad, bad guy's like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna come back in like ten minutes, bro." Yeah. So, thanks for playing.
1: Yeah. All right, so we had to what was it? our eleventh and my last one. Uh, talking about Ben Riley. Oh, Ben Riley, Spider-Man, Volume One, Number Seventy-Five, Night of the Goblins, is December nineteen ninety-six. Revelations, Part Four of Four. This is part of the Clone Saga.
0: Ooh, love it! Love I the hate Clone it. Saga. I hate it. Love it!
1: Can't get, give me
0: more clones.
1: Story and art by Howard Mackie, John Romita Jr., and Scott Hanna. Now, fun fact about Ben Riley he has the most deaths in marvel comics 27 (laughs) 27
0: times
1: yeah (laughs) including jackal (laughs) killing and resurrecting him many times there's an issue where jackal just keeps bringing him back and killing him. (laughs) him... (laughs) but yes 27 deaths
0: oh so good
1: that was interesting this is this is a culmination of events where norman uh comes back officially as the green goblin which is always i didn't i never bought into harry being Green Goblin, I never really uh-huh. bought it. Like I didn't really like it. But when Norman's a Green Goblin, that's it. scary. It's like intimidating. Yeah, yeah it's like man, because he's he's so he's but intimidating. He want- he's a force. Yeah. yeah, Harry's more a wimp. But so this was the return <laughs> of Norman, and he tries to torture and kill Spider Man. Um, so Peter's looking for the hospital where MJ is because MJ's giving birth. Right, she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and as he's going there, as he's trying to find the hospital, he's swinging around looking for it. He's picked up by Norman, who, who just like beat the hell out of Ben Riley, right? And his plan was to take everything from Peter. So all his friends in one area, he had he had all his friends in one area laced with pumpkin bombs, and he was gonna use poisoning MJ to, to kill their baby. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, Jeez. like um, Norman's mess, right? He's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a nurse in there to poison MJ. Said she loses the baby. Um, Check all this stuff. I got the, all your yeah. I got all your loved ones in one spot. Pumpkin bombs everywhere. I'm gonna blow them all up. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Like Jay Jonah, Liz, Robbie. They're all in like this one little building, right? Um. So, so basically, Ben Riley and Spider Man kind of team up to. To take him on right and he doesn't really know which one's which because they're wearing very similar suits <clears throat> but uh yeah when they're taking when they're taking norman on there's he does like that it's like it's like from the movie that he does that glider thing where he's like you know the glider come on swing around and get peter in the back and as it's flying towards peter ben jumps in front of it and he gets he gets like just Shanked in the back, and he falls off a building with the glider in him, <laughs> him, and he's just he's just cooked, right? He's just left there, like wasting away, like on the on the <laughs> like his face. It's funny. It's 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 actually good. It's actually okay, It's actually a good issue. Like it, it's pretty heartfelt. Like they take it pretty seriously. But there's one issue. There's one frame where it just shows Ben Riley's face, and he just looks like like hamburger meat. Like his face, his face is just like. Ah. Like it, honestly, looks like he just—it was just beat to hell. It's all swollen and stuff. And what happens is he kind of—he he kind of wastes away, right? It's Just like into dust. And it's like, oh, he was the clone the whole time. Because remember, it was—if um, you remember the Clone Saga thing, it was Peter, but then it was also Ben Riley, but then. Peter didn't know if he was real or not. Mm-hmm. So he became he became Ben Riley because he left the clone alone. Remember, do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. This was the this was the conclusion to that, where Ben Riley was the real was the real Peter Parker, they thought. But when he dies here, he, he kind of turns into dust. And I was and like, so oh. he was like, oh my god, you he was the clone the whole mm-hmm. time. So the guy that we thought was the clone was actually the real Peter. Um but at the same time. The baby dies, so
0: he did get his last laugh.
1: He, he got his he me. got his last laugh. And this was, I think this was supposed to be like this issue was actually. I went into it. Like, I didn't even like the clone saga. I thought it was ridiculous because they because they kept doing all the twists and turns. Right? Oh, he's the clone. He's the clone. He's and I remember reading some of it when I was like, when I was younger. I was like, this is bogus. This <laughs> issue. This issue is good, man. This issue is actually good. It's they take it very seriously. It's well paced.
0: So you're ready to come back on your whole, I hate clones, and clones are the worst thing. To no, because this was the ending. All
1: right. Well, so it was like this is nice now.
0: The ends justify the means. Coke. Yeah,
1: but it is funny that he he um. It is funny that he died twenty seven times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny that you have an amazing ending, but didn't really like the lead up to it. I may have the reverse. If you're done with yours, we'll go. To yeah, I just
1: it was it was just it was it was yeah it was the end of close eye. It was actually well done. I, as much as much flack as I give this this series or this arc or series whatever you want to call it. It was yeah it was. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. Going to a great build up,
0: but maybe a little whimper at the end. We have Avengers versus X Men: The Event going down in. March 2012. This was a big thing. I remember when this was launching, and I remember the rollout for this, and I was totally amped. Everything was cool. Everything made sense leading up to it, so I was enjoying that. And then rereading it, I was like, I remember what I loved about this. And then, you know, kept reading.
1: Um, this was huge. Yeah, I remember being excited for this, too. So we have
0: writers Michael
1: Bendis, right?
0: And then we got uh, Olivier Coppel doing the drawing.
1: Um, I loved the
0: whole how this story starts because it's a tale of two women who are possibly the most powerful in the universe comic universe at the time which is hope summers who had just come back from the future hanging out with cable and being trained but then realizing or being told that like she's the future of the future of mutant kind and maybe the next logical evolution to saving mutants and then we on the opposite side of the spectrum we have scarlet witch um Who had just finished eradicating the majority of mutants, and no more mutants could come from House of M, and kind of a pariah to all of her her friends and allies. So it starts off like with them in different places, but inevitably they kind of pass over. Um, I love the whole like beginning of Scarlet's issue because she meets up with uh, I think it's Spider Woman and Miss Marvel, and they're like they're doing the superhero thing, and they're just trading quips, and they're like. Scarlet was just trying to be a hero again and do it all by herself, and they come and kind of give her backup, and she doesn't really need it, and she's still kind of in her head about like, like, are we friends? Can we be cool? And she's like, no, no, like, and Miss Marvel and Spider Woman are just like, no, no, you're cool. Like, we miss you. Like, come back. Like, you still got this. So they take her back to Event uh, Avengers Mansion or one of Tony's like ancillary places that he's built for all of his team. They knock on the door, and it's Vision to open the door, and Vision is like. <laughs> like the most pissed off robot you've ever been like he scolds her. he's like you can't come back here like you don't belong here you shouldn't be here like you and I was like yo lighten up robot and he's like nah man like this is my wife I'm talking to my wife yeah like you can't be <laughs> you can't be here it's my yeah you can't come back like we're not happy about that stuff so she like she flies off and her story kind of goes back to her being in solitude meanwhile hope is like the shining gem to all the x-men who like are guarding her and like looking out for her and scott's kind of overseeing this like father element to her and like constantly training her and be like all right like you got to train harder and try and faster but like she keeps sneaking out in the middle of the night to like go save crime and he's like you can't do that like we need to know where you are at all times and in like training her and pushing her buttons she inevitably lets out some of the phoenix force and he's like where did that come from knowing that like if there's anyone that's had enough dust-ups with phoenix force it's psych um so like he gets a feeling for that and he's like this could be crazy here uh we need to figure this out um meanwhile in space nova comes crashing through the cosmos and crashes down uh somewhere around the avengers because the avengers who first find them and he's like it's coming right like he manages to get out like These last words are like, it's coming, it's coming, it's here. It's going to be here soon. And Tony's like, what? What's coming? It's like the Phoenix Force, right? So they send a space team out to go fight and try and stop the Phoenix before it comes. Uh, Spoiler, doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony and Cap, in their best mind, are like, all right, so we know the Phoenix is coming. Who is it logically going to come for? And they're like, Hope Summers. And like that's kind of the tipping point. Cap is basically on the one side of like we need to have hope in our kind of uh, control or under our supervision to make sure what's coming um, we can kind of plan for and see what happens and Cyclops is like well you're not taking this girl from us like this is her team and this is our family she's not going anywhere and I love it when you don't need much like I'm still a wrestling fan I love it when you don't need a lot of Dialogue or a lot of like crazy storylines to have a reason to fight, mm-hmm. and this is it. They're like, We want the girl, and they're like, You can't have the girl, all right? We beefing now, and <laughs> like from then on out, it's battle after battle after battle, and power sets grow, and different things happen to give people more powers. I don't know how much you want to spoil about this,
1: but That's, I'll go to it's an old book, you can do whatever you want,
0: okay? So, inevitably, each different and like. There's so many characters in the book. That's why I love it because like the artwork's amazing just because you get to see all these characters touch up against each other and like the levels of it. So the Avengers include Captain America, Iron Man, Scarlet Witch, kind of Hawkeye, Hulk, kind of Black Widow, Spider-Woman, She-Hulk, Falcon, Red Hulk, Vision, Thor. And then the new Avengers, which like play even more of a kind of a turn on this is Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Spider-Man. Miss Marvel, Mockingbird, Dr. Strange, Daredevil, and Wolverine, who is kind of the, like, yo, I don't trust this guy. Like Wolverine ends up dictating how the Avengers move around, going against the X-Men, who have Storm, Magneto, Warpath, Psylocke, Boom Boom, uh, Sunspot, Magma, X-Man, Warlock, um, Rogue, Beast, Cannonball, Gambit, Iceman, okay. Karma, Professor X, Angel, Hope Summers, Havoc, Polaris, cyclops and emma now those were great war teams to happen right in the beginning and you get like this beach battle too when like they all yeah. start and like that's one of my favorite issues because i went back and started reading it again after reading the 11th issue but by the 11th issue everybody's so fed up with cyclops yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like all of the x-men turn on to be on the avengers team and like they start siding with it the issue opens with captain america going up to hulk and be like yo we need you like uh, you haven't been on the team for a while but we need you for this one he's like hulk smash the reason why scott's become so unbearable at during i think it's issue four cyclops emma frost colossus magic and namor go to the moon to go head off uh avengers because that's where hope was hiding out and they happen to uh intercept phoenix force that's coming down now tony hawk tony i was gonna take tony hawk tony stark in his <laughs> in his genius mind ends up building this giant megazord to go like punch the phoenix force and like hopefully disperse it but he ends up splitting it and it goes into five pieces that's where you don't like it but i love it because now the phoenix force becomes namor emma psyche magic and colossus and the next few issues are them running rampage on all of the uh, avengers by the time we reach book 11 namor magic and colossus are already out and all of the power from the phoenix has now been split into emma and cyclops and even more so in this book you can start to see how like it's not even about hope anymore for scott it's about like yo i said this one thing and everybody turned their back on him but like His team hates him too. Like, Iceman's like, yo, you're unbearable now. Like, we have to take you out. He's like, what? Like, so they call Professor X to get in his brain. He's like, don't do it, bro. Like, yeah. You can't father me. So you get that dynamic. And he's starting to get desperate. So desperate that he ends up shooting down Emma to take his, to take her set of the Phoenix Force. So he becomes stronger. He's like, don't fuck with me. And nobody listens. So he he's had enough and he ends up dummying professor x which is again the craziest thing for anybody to kill professor x like not alone is monumental its own event but to come from the hands of arguably the mutant that would most likely be his son i thought was great but i love that entire issue because it's it's really just scott screaming angrily and using phoenix force and his, optic blast and every avenger and x-men trying to like stop him from what he ends up doing which is just killing professor x so i remember
1: that too I remember, that was, I remember reading that when it was i remember that was was and i was like i didn't like the phoenix force getting split but when when scott had all the pieces and it was just him i was like this is crazy this is dope and then he yeah that 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 death surprised me at the time i was like Whoa. Who would have thought? Of all the yeah. things, right?
0: And I think by this issue, yeah. like this is when they get all the pieces back on the map, right? So Scarlet shows back up, um, hopes on the the map. Uh, Wolverine is finally convinced everyone's like, I told you about Scott, like he wasn't yeah. out of his right mind. Um, so to see, th- and then even Emma's like, don't do it, Scott. Like you've come this far, like don't take this final shot. And he does it. So um, it's great.
1: And Charles I- was Charles was gone for a few years after this. Like he was actually. Like, gone, gone. But it's those That's telepaths, you can always find them again.
0: As I was telling you, like, I've already started reread it. So I'm already on issue five because I went back to, like, catch up. I just yeah. read this one. and I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. But uh, it ends with Scott no longer visor on in full control. Like, he is the Phoenix. So, like, he's in there looking possessed. But, like, all this energy and matter around me and taking the final shot. I loved it. So, I kind of remember how it ends, but I kind of remember being disappointed, which is...
1: Yeah, it ends with just as like a... I don't remember the ending either, to yeah, be grasped, like but I remember being... Like a, yeah, yeah which, is, being like which is a
0: shame, because during this run, like House of M, Secret Invasion, um, this, like Marvel had a lot of great ways to captivate the audience, and like drew me into so many titles that I wouldn't be reading. But didn't always stick the landing, right? Like I love House yeah, of M, but it doesn't end the best way. Like I no. love Secret of Engine, but doesn't end the best way.
1: Like, the so. big, ev- the big event things—they're hard. They're hard to finish up. They're hard to finish up.
0: I mean, we can always go back to uh, what was Daredevil's our favorite one. Shadowland. Shelby, Shadowland. God, that was horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the beast. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: this was kind of this? Scott turns into a big beast, so we're gonna find out.
1: Yeah, he possessed. Who, you right. Who, yeah, but who, at least can you knew that, that was coming. Out. At least it was the twist, though. You twist, knew it was happening, it was. right? So but that's, I, that's the
0: I really like the lines in the sand. Uh, I feel like it was a missed opportunity to show me what's going on with all the villains. Because if you see that this entire team is fighting this entire team, if I'm Doom, I'm like, forget lotvaria I'm going. We're going to like. Washington, D.C. taking over. Like, no, he's not We're very, going Washington
1: to D.C. Vermont. <laughs> go-
0: and bro! So these are all the deaths.
1: Anyway, that's our 12. That's our 12 in, in celebratory fashion for Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, enjoy this as much as you can. There's actually some fun stuff to read here. So hopefully you pick up one,
1: if not all. I was gonna say, you know, there are there are some good ones. There are some good ones. Um, and the, it's
0: always fun to look back and see how your favorite character died or killed someone that. <laughs> yeah. That you. Love. Yeah,
1: because I'm thinking like the TMNT, the Shredder one. That's always that's obviously worth it. Mirage, Green Arrow one wasn't great, but that that Crisis on Infinite Earth is that
0: entire arc. Yeah, because is, is, is is good. Good. the Supergirl was really good. whatever
1: happened to the Man of Tomorrow is cool. If you want to see the send off to Golden Age Superman
0: i would rate colossus just because it's more it's not something that you're expecting yeah
1: yeah infinite uh, crisis is, i'm gonna go back and read all that ben Riley was yeah so like all Hawk, of mine Hawk, are, yeah
0: hawkman's a uh, six series uh, i mean sorry six you, issue series smooth read uh, the only one go, the
1: only one i wouldn't really lo- recommend would be civil war 2 because i don't like where that was going on, but yeah, yeah you're, you're not missing anything reading a transformers comic book To be honest. yeah there's that too yeah yeah so <laughs> get rid of those that, that's true Christmas, that's that's pretty cool the majority of them are pretty good we'll guess we'll have to do this again yeah, every christmas we got, every we got, christmas recorder we're gonna do this
0: dude, see you're setting up the standard now we already missed one so we have to go one on one off
1: oh yeah that's uh, fair enough this was supposed to be this was yeah this was supposed to be supposed to be a year ago it this comes
0: ago. for last year so maybe we'll double down and do like a, a midway
1: the other one in july yeah. june <laughs> death in july <laughs> All death days in june there you go six months after well you know nobody cares